Hello and welcome to the Medical Consulting Group podcast. Today we're briefly touching on upcoming coding and reimbursement changes that take effect in 2024. My name is Fielding, I'm your host. Let's get started. Joining me today, Senior Consultant from Corcoran Consulting Group, Mary Pat Johnson, hello again, and Consultant Brandy Sperry, also from Corcoran Consulting Group. Hi Brandy, thank you both for joining me today. So the topic today is what's new for 2024. Brandy, um, I'll start with you. Medicare recently published their fee schedule la- uh, last month in November. Talk a bit about what's in that schedule and what significant changes we're seeing. Yeah, thank you, Fielding. So barring any action from Congress in December, January maybe, hopefully at the latest, um, that would alter the final rule, the Medicare Physician Fee Schedule conversion factor will change from $33 and about 88 cents to $32 and about 74 cents. So that's a decrease of about 3.4% in the conversion factor. Now, it does change the way you get reimbursed for some of your, of course, all of your testing and everything. A few of your services actually got a payment increase. So uh, fluorescein angiography, for example, went up about uh, 14%, which is a good little bump. And EOGs will be reimbursed about $5 more than 2023. Most of your other diagnostic testing specifically decreased in reimbursement anywhere between 5 to 21%. Wow. And surgery codes were also affected too. 65778 um, which is amniotic membrane and 65780 decreased about 21% for the 65778 and about 14% for 65780. Because of the conversion factor, all of the office visit codes also took a hit. And the both the I codes, the new and established codes, actually went down the most wow. between them. So across the board, generally, we're, we saw a decrease in this fee schedule. Unfortunately. Mary Pat, tell us about the new ICD-10-CM codes that were implemented last October. Thanks, Fielding. So you're correct. ICD-10 is introduced in October for the following year. So although we refer to these as this year's codes, we've been using them since the 1st of October. So we're a couple months in. Uh, There were a lot of changes, over 840 changes to the book when you consider what's new, what they deleted, they revised a couple dozen codes, but luckily not many impact ophthalmology or optometry. Uh, And those that do really just add um, specificity to the codes, some laterality changes, so not a lot of new codes, just some clarification. Um, We saw a lot of them, particularly through retinal diseases, There was a single code for sickle cell retinopathy, which now is a parent code to a whole series that speak to which eye and the severity of the retinopathy. Uh, They added specificity to eye muscle entrapment codes. Each of those is now identified specifically for each muscle. And what else? There were some changes to specific low vision codes, again, just adding a little more detail, as well as the foreign body sensation codes. So not a whole lot in terms of new codes that need to be added to the system, but most providers, especially retina or low vision, are going to need to make some updates. And those of you in strabismus, make some updates, just so you've got the codes as specific as possible. What about the new CPT codes? 
Uh, CPT kind of left ophthalmology alone this year. We only have one new code. It's a uh, standard category one six seven five one six is the number, and that identifies a procedure for a suprachoroidal space injection of a drug, and that's converted from what was the previous category three code. And then on the category three code side, they did add one zero eight one zero T, which is for a subretinal uh, injection of medication. So now we have an intravitreal code, which has been there for a long time, a new subcoroidal injection code, which is a standard CPT, and a new subretinal injection, keep all these straight, for, um, that's category three as well, the 0810T. Talk about um, what is the Medicare resource guide and why is it important and helpful? Oh, that's a great resource. So that's on our website at CorcoranCCG.com. It is a wonderful resource for billing and coding. It tells you, you can look it up, look up the codes that you're looking for. It tells you codes that are bundled with those codes. If those codes that you're looking up are bundled, it tells you which code to bill and then which one to leave off the claim. Uh, it has a lot of great information on that resource. I use it as an auditor. I use it just about every day. Wonderful. That's, yeah. And that's kind of how it got its start. So years ago, before this information was available electronically, kind of showing our age, um, we had to look at a number of resources to get everything you need to impact a claim. So being resourceful, we asked <laughs> the staff to just compile it all together. So now in one location, you can have pretty much anything that impacts the claim. And some of that comes from, from uh, CMS as a fee schedule. Some comes from the NCCI edits. It has facility versus non-facility payment rates. It's just a good one-stop shop for all of those aspects, either for coding or for auditing. Mm -hmm. Brandy, in this Medicare fee schedule, talk about how ASCs are impacted. Oh, that's a great question. So ASCs that meet their quality reporting standards will get an increase of about 2.8% based on a conversion factor of 53 dollars in about 30 or about 40 cents. So this amount actually relies on about a 3% update of the hospital market basket, the rate that's about less than 0.2% of a productivity adjustment. So with this conversion factor and some other factors that go into this as well, the ophthalmology procedures actually got a pretty good bump in pay for ASCs. So things like your Blepharoplasties. Blepharoplasties got a bump from um, about $900 to about $946, so a little bit of an increase. Vitrectomies actually got the most of an increase from about $1969 to about $2,045. So, um, you know, ophthalmology actually did pretty well in the ASC realm nice. with the conversion factor Medicare physician fee schedule this year. How can practices prepare for this updated fee schedule? So we actually at Corcoran Consulting Group provide a service called a fee schedule analysis. And what that does is it tells the practices, kind of helps them decide what charges, what to charge uh, for certain procedures and, and diagnostic tests. So I think it's good to make sure that that is in line with the new rates for reimbursement to make sure that you're not having to write off a whole lot of money, you know, at the end on the backside, kind of 
decreases administrative burden and that type thing. Sure. So, you know, an analysis is, uh, especially if they haven't done one in a while, is probably, it's, it's due for a practice. Very smart to do, yes. What about, um, you know, how can practices prepare for implementing these new codes, Mary Pat? Well, for those specialties that are affected, and again, it looks like it's going to be retina for a couple cases, and for the CPT codes, at least, mostly the retina providers, certainly put them in your billing system so you're able to bill them out. And I would keep pretty close tabs on the claims in the short term. Make sure the physicians understand how the codes are defined, what the documentation should be. Not a bad idea to spot check. Maybe let them run with it for a few months and then audit a few charts. Kind of keep them between the guardrails. You don't want to let them run too long because at the end of the year you might find they were wildly underbilling or perhaps erroneously overbilling. So a spot check and we're happy to help you with that if needed. And there should be some training material on these new codes on our website at Corcoran CCG uh, in the coming weeks. Wonderful. Well, changes are frequent in the world of coding and reimbursement. Practices and ASCs that stay privy to these updates and can adapt quickly are best positioned for successful coding and reimbursement. I want to thank Mary Pat and Brandy. We really appreciate your valuable insights and thank you for listening. We hope you learned something today. Till next time.